Lego Friends Emma's Story Snuggle down and cosy up, for tonight you explore the wonderful world of Lego Friends. You wake to find yourself standing at one end of a busy school corridor during afternoon recess. It is filled with the hustle and bustle of students as they enjoy the break between classes. Occasionally, you hear the high-pitched squeak of a sneaker on the tiled floor and the warm air echoes with laughter. Along one side, small groups of students gather by rows of tall lockers. They are bathed in the golden sunlight that streams through the windows. Between the rows are the classrooms. Midway along the corridor, an alcove contains a water fountain and a seating area. This is Heart Lake High. You stand for a moment with your back to the doors, taking it all in. You realise that this is the corridor where you first met Maya. On your first day at Heartlake High, she had introduced herself and asked for your help to find a stray kitten. She was worried that it might be scared and hungry. It was hiding in the ventilation system and Maya suggested that you try and entice it out using treats. You went from grill to grill in search of the tiny, frightened animal, and eventually you found it. You sat quietly in front of the grill with your outstretched hand full of treats. Your patience was rewarded as the small, bedraggled kitten nervously approached you, but then began noisily devouring the food. When it was full, it curled up in your lap. Maya smiled and wondered if you had found a new pet. She was right. This is how you adopted Chico, and he hadn't left you alone since. Sometimes Chico liked to go for adventures on his own, but you always knew exactly where he'd be. He liked to join your friends when they were on the playing field, usually climbing his favourite tree. Near the end of recess, some of the students start to make their way to the far end of the corridor. They go through a pair of large doors that exit onto the playing fields. You wonder if your friends are there now, but as you begin to make your way through the crowd, you come across a large banner strung across the corridor. In brightly coloured, capital letters, it announces the science fair and that it's only two days away. Reminded of the deadline, you become anxious. You and your friend Olivia had agreed to enter a project together, but so far neither of you had come up with anything. 
We both had plenty of ideas, but nothing that seemed original or interesting enough. Looking around in the hope that something might inspire you, you see Miss Stevens, the science teacher, outside her classroom door. You walk nervously over to her and ask if she can help. She smiles and tells you not to worry, reassuring you that you'll think of something. Then she asks what ideas you and Olivia have already come up with. But before you can answer, recess is over and a line of students quickly forms at the door. You know she must teach now, but she's invited you to look at her classroom in case anything inspires you. You begin by looking along the shelves. There are several scientific models showing the structure of atoms and one that shows the development of a butterfly in stages. You are pleased that you know the scientific word for this. Metamorphosis. You and Olivia had thought about basing your science fair project on the life cycle of butterflies, but realized that your class already understood the process. And besides, Olivia was planning a show and tell about her observations of local butterfly species. She wanted people to help protect them. You had thought about replacing butterflies with frogs, but neither of you were very enthusiastic about that idea. You turn towards the window and are mesmerized by a mobile of the solar system hanging there. The brightly colored planets are suspended by thin wires and you are captivated by their detail and delicate beauty. You reach out and gently set the mobile in motion. The planets spin on their axis and orbit the sun just as in real life. But as you watch the movement you realize something is not quite right. For a model with planets this size, they should be further apart, much further apart. The planets are in the right order, but the scale is wrong. The mobile cannot show the huge distance that exists between the planets. You wonder if you have found a subject for your project. If you could just find a way to show how far apart the planets really are, it seems impossible. Before you can think of a solution, your thoughts are interrupted by someone calling your name. It is Miss Stevens and she is asking you to close the blind on the window as she is about to begin a demonstration. Doing as she asks, the mobile disappears from view and you turn your attention to the room. You find an empty stool, sit down and begin to listen. Miss Stevens tells the class that they are about to conduct an experiment using primary colors. You are immediately interested because this is something you know about. As an artist, you love painting and you know how to combine primary pigments to make all the other colors. You are excited to find out more about how colors work together. The room is dark, but bright enough for you to see that Miss Stevens has a torch in each hand. She turns one on 
and a bright blue circle appears on the wall. The end of the torch has been covered in a piece of blue plastic. The colour is quite beautiful, and you are staring at it when a second circle appears. This one is red. As Miss Stevens moves the torches in her hands, the circles overlay each other and a third colour appears. A beautiful purple. Miss Stevens asks the class to name this colour. And you consider putting your hand up, but Miss Stevens has already chosen someone else. They give the answer purple. You are surprised to hear Miss Stevens correct them. It is not purple, she says, but magenta. She then asks another student to join her. This student holds a torch which shines a bright green light. Now you are more confused than ever. You know that the primary colours are red, blue and yellow. Before you can ask Miss Stevens what is happening, the student moves the torch so that its light covers part of the blue circle. Where the two colours overlap, the wall has turned a lighter shade of blue, which Miss Stevens calls cyan. But the biggest surprise of all is yet to occur. When the student moves the green light to overlay the red, the wall turns yellow. And in the centre, where the red, green and blue are mixed together, there is a bright white light. You immediately put your hand up to ask Miss Stevens what is happening. Miss Stevens explains that there are two sets of primary colours. She has just shown the primary colours that make up light, red, green and blue. These are different, she says, to the primary colours that make up pigments, the solid colours of objects, red, yellow and blue. She then goes on to explain that even these colours aren't the best ones to use to make all the other colours, and that printing companies use cyan, magenta and yellow. One of the students quickly puts their hand up and says that those are the names of the ink cartridges in her colour printer. You are fascinated. You never knew that there were different primary colours, and you're sure your friends don't either. You spend the rest of the class drawing and labelling the different sets of primary colours and forming a plan for your science fair project. When the class is over, you thank Miss Stevens for her inspiration and you set off to find your friends. As you exit the doors at the end of the corridor, you hear the bell sounding the end of the school day. Your friends are on the playing field and you hurry over to them. Maya has been practicing her football skills, Andrea her dance moves, and Stephanie is trying to coax Chico out of a tree. 
You walk over and Chico immediately jumps down and into your arms. Together you call to Olivia, who is near some bushes. She has been recording the different butterfly species for her show and tell. Everyone sits down on the warm grass and you share what you have learned about primary colours. You suggest that it would be a great project for the science fair. Olivia says she thought everyone knew the science of light and colour. And you all laugh. You briefly outline your idea for the project and everyone agrees to meet at Stephanie's house in an hour. And you also agree to bring as many Lego bricks as you can. At Stephanie's house, you explain the plan in more detail. You are going to construct Lego models to show the two different types of primary colours and the ways they combine to make new colours. Stephanie has a huge collection of bricks and everyone has bought lots of their own too. Olivia has bought along transparent bricks because she thinks they will represent light better. Stephanie has decided to make primary colour cupcakes. And Andrea is busy composing a song to explain the science. Maya helps to sort the bricks and lends a hand when she is needed. Everyone has done their best. The models are finished. Andrea has composed a song and the air is filled with the delicious aroma of freshly baked cupcakes. Your model of a colour wheel is sitting on an artist's easel and uses solid bricks of cyan, magenta and yellow to show the primary colours for pigments. Olivia has used all her technical skills to build three torches. She has used red, green and blue transparent bricks to form the beams and the circles of colour on the wall look just like they did in Miss Stevens' classroom. Stephanie has made lots of cupcakes in a range of colours which you've all enjoyed eating, and all while you sing Andrea's song together. Even Chico joins in the chorus. Miss Stevens was right. You did think of something for the science fair, but you needed the help of your friends to make it happen. You are excited about the science fair, but it has been a very busy day. And you are tired now. You walk outside into the cool evening air and sit on Stephanie's swing chair. Chico leaps into your lap and begins to purr contentedly as you stroke his fur and the chair rocks gently to and fro. As you look up at the full moon, you wonder if there might be a way of showing just how far away it really is. But that is a project for another time.
with the sound of Andrea's song in your ears, you close your eyes and drift away, awaiting your next adventure. <laughs>